What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Run Your Mouth podcast. It is a pleasure to be with you guys this morning for our morning broadcast, which has all sorts of insightful information about the events that have been taking place in the world around you. I know you're walking around confused. It's been a couple days since the last Run Your Mouth. You can't make sense of everything that's going on. And listen, if you want to start living yourself a better life, Summer Porch Tour, dude, we're going big for 2023. I mean, we've gone big in the past, but I like these three-day runs. I like uh, that the, the Roscoe was there. Roscoe showed up with the silver in hand when we did Omaha, which is uh, one of the best shows I did all of last year. I'm going to get in touch with those folks because we'll definitely do Kansas and Omaha again, but at the end, probably beginning of next year. Anyways, thank you for everyone that emailed me. Summer Porch Tour is uh, coming together already, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I do have a confession to make before we start today's episode, and that is I drank a Budweiser over the weekend. It was only one. It was only one. I looked around to make sure that no one saw me drinking the Budweiser, and I do think that there were negative repercussions, which I'll get into in a second, but, you know, I went to uh, a bar across the street hoping to get some food. They didn't have no food. I'm looking at the taps. All the taps suck. Then they got geriatric uh, karaoke going on where I guess they let the old age home late at night on a Friday in Albany for these people to sing. And now I'm already in conversation with the bartender. I just kind of felt stuck and I ordered a Budweiser and honestly, it was delicious. Now, I'm not saying that I'm back to drinking Budweiser's, but I am saying I, 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 guys, I'm confessing. I'm coming to you up front and I'm letting you know I drank a Budweiser. It was only one. And until they apologize, it won't happen again. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to do my part here. Uh, also, I would like to spend time in uh, shittier cities because, uh, you know, I've spent a lot of time drinking in bars and more often than not, nothing ever happens. There's never anyone to hit on or sometimes. All right. Here are the bars that you can hit on people. It's the ones that are so crowded and there's so much chaos going on. The only way you can be there is if you have cocaine. Because there are some bars like that where anyone who's not on cocaine, you're just like, what the fuck are we doing in here? This place is crammed for absolutely no reason. The music sucks. And then it makes sense to all the people that are there because they're on cocaine. And so if you're also on cocaine, then you can basically just yell it in someone's face and then they can yell at your face. And then at some point you guys can realize, oh, we need to go home to do more cocaine and you'll get late. Now, I've never been cool enough for that to happen, but I could see why that would work. I'm always like, hey, let's just go to the dive bar next door. I'm just, so th- th- that does work. Anyways, this is why I want to spend more time in shittier cities is uh, I sat down at a uh, at a bar late at night in Albany. You know, we only, uh, I think Friday night, well, we only did one show. So I, I was getting after it. And I... Uh, Live before my very eyes, I got to watch a Jerry Springer episode where these two uh, 21-year-olds, who were kind of attractive, uh, sat down right next to me. And while they were 21 and I'm 35, they've lived 40 more years of life than I have. Like, I understand that on paper, I have 15 more years of life on them, but these were old women in young people's bodies. Uh, and so they're sitting there and they're slinging back shots. And I was just like, I got to talk to these two people. And if I didn't have the Budweiser in my system and all of that, just, uh, you know, queerness that they put into a Budweiser, I feel like I probably could have had a threesome with these two chicks, 
But sadly, I drank a Budweiser on the earlier in the evening, and you know, so I was just being, you know, I, I just had all that bitchiness in me. That's the problem with Budweiser is that uh, you absorb the energy of Dylan Mulvaney, and you can't get laid. But I sat there for about a half hour. List my 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 baby daddy. He 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 stay home all day. He's doing cocaine. I try and get my baby daddy out the house, but he's he's doing. He just stays home. I, I need to find a new man in my life. And then the other one's like, I need a new man too. We both got ourselves pregnant. We're 16. We got four-year-olds up in the house, and then still they're just spending all their money. They were white, but they sounded like that, at least in my head. They might have not actually talked that way. They were a little bit more dignified, but I translated where I was like, oh, my God, Jerry Springer people exist in real life, and I want to spend time with them because I never liked watching Jerry Springer. I never liked that show, although every once in a while there was this uh, – I lived in a, a dorm in high school because my parents don't love me, and I uh, – Every once in a while, uh, we would like sneak down during the day and there was this guy who used to turn off the heat in our building so that he would get assigned to our building to fix the heat and he would watch Jerry Springer in the basement of our dormitory every morning, uh, which we were amused by. Uh, so anyways, if you guys know shittier cities with trashier women who are 21-year-olds dealing with their baby mamas, I feel like that's where the good leads are because Tinder doesn't work. So, you know, let's all, uh, let's all get after it. Let me know. Let me, let, tell me about the shittiest cities in America where I can go do to meet more 21 year olds dealing with baby mama drama. Cause I feel like if I didn't have a Budweiser in my, in my body and I went through like three of these situations, I could close that one every time. All right. What do we got? Uh, some randoms. Um, all right. Let's talk about services that have jumped the shark and let's start with, uh, Twitter. Anyone finding that when you scroll through Twitter, you're getting less and less real information or even accounts that you follow. I feel like they show me more ad more ads and more just total bullshit. I feel like I used to, because I've watched a lot of news sources jump the shark. Here's the thing. You guys think uh, you, you don't just get instantly good at morning yelling from your living room. You, you guys listen to the show. There's a lot, a lot of skills going into this. We're talking... 12 years of stand-up comedy experience. We're talking about Rob's newsroom. We're talking about years of part of the problem. There's a lot of talent that goes into a, a shriekiness like this that compels people to sit in their cars and realize that the globalists are coming for your water supply. If you think you're just going to turn on a microphone tomorrow and yell about issues to the water supply and people might actually be afraid enough to continue listening to your program, you're wrong. This, ta this takes talent. So anyways... I've spent years following the news, and uh, I've watched quite a few shifts take place in following the news. One is you got to realize the news has to fill a newspaper, right? And so the first shift I noticed was when uh, Trump came into office. Instead of reporting on, like, actual stories, it just became filling the newspaper with bullshit, fake stories about how Donald Trump was a Russian agent. Then it shifted again where they realized that they need censorship and they can't even, like, report actual, like, you know, news and information. Like I used to pull stories from Reddit uh, politics and Reddit, not the onion yet Reddit us world news. And like that, that was one of the first news sources that I just saw. It was just like totally jumped the shark. Um, wall street journal still read most days, but I find I just skimmed the headlines and there's nothing there. Uh, Twitter, Twitter was a good source for information. I found frequently, and this is anecdotal. I'm putting it to you guys. I'm wondering if you're also finding that, more often than not, when you're spending time on Twitter, you're not coming across good information or anything compelling. So that's what I'm starting to notice. I'm noticing that Twitter's jumped the shark. 
Uh, here's another one I'm, I've noticed has jumped the shark. Uh, Uber. Every time I call an Uber now, what are they running other Uber rides in the amount of time? They like Uber has become a fucking Jew salesman. Hey, we're right around the corner. Just book this thing. And then they cancel that ride. They give you another ride. And then you, they, they, that one's 12 minutes away. And then that one's another 15 minutes away. And now all of a sudden you're waiting for a new ride. I'll just, I'll just go with taxi cabs. Let's bring, this is on all of us that we went over to Uber because Uber was nice. Uber's like, Hey, listen, I'll give you this price up front. I'll give you this price up front. I'll give you ratings and reviews. I'll give you a guy who wants your business, puts a water bottle in the back seat until he finally gets to tax season and realize he made no fucking money driving people around all year. But it takes a year until you finally sit down, do the taxes and go, wait a second. You're telling me I've basically been driving, hustling my ass off, driving people around for free, being nice to them, putting water bottles in the back seat of my car for absolutely no reason. And so now they need a new algorithm where uh, they just constantly pretend like, yeah, we're right here. We're coming. We'll be there in two minutes. They're like, Uber is like when you had to pick up your most annoying friend. You tell him what time you're coming by. He tells you he's going to be ready and good to go. And then he's never ready and good to go. It's always, hey, I got to find my wallet. Hey, I got to find my key. I'm just, uh, by the way, I'm that person to other people. Also, fuck Costco. You know what the problem with Costco is? Everything's bigger than what you need. It's more expensive than what you pay. You never get through it all. And then, and then I find that Costco, every once in a while you go there, you're like, all right, I'm going to stock up on the shit that I need. And there's like a couple items that your Jew brain goes, whoa, that really is cheaper. What am I doing buying single rolls of paper towel when you can get a four-year supply for your bunker for just 12 bucks? But here's the problem. You know, they, 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 they orchestrate the thing, so it's hard to find the shit that you want. You, you got to fight with these other people. You got the lines. You got to show the guy a card to, so that you can even enter into the club. And then I start panicking. You, you start panic buying because you're like, fucking coming to Costco sucks. That's what they do. They do it on purpose. They have a bad parking lot. They've got a check-in system. And they've got things that fuel you into like these things because there's not even enough space for the carts everywhere you try and turn your cart in costco it feels like you're stuck behind someone you're in a line you know why they want to make costco so difficult that you don't want to go back there and you're like i really better fucking load up on all this shit now that's how that's how costco is driving its prostitutes and then here's another one that's jumped the shark it's uh people like me ranting about things you're unsure of because uh, i had a conversation this past weekend we've been yelling about esg scores global warming Global elites trying to get rid of uh, our energy and fuel supplies. And I think there is uh, some truth to that narrative. I think there are competing factions within our government. And uh, BlackRock, one of the biggest players, trillions of dollars in assets. I do think that there is a protocol of people who realize, hey, instead of competing in the markets, why don't I lobby government, try and make the following restriction put into place, which guarantees my profits and my place or I also think that there's some people who might want to control the system so much, they don't even care about growth. They don't care about profits. Um, they just want to control the markets. And so even if that means less food and people having to eat bugs, like there's a lot of truth to the storylines. We've done hours of content where we've mostly pointed out the fact that it doesn't make sense that some of the largest corporations don't seem to be interested in profits as much as they seem to be interested in preaching to you. It's like Bud Light last week. Why are they sponsoring Dylan Mulvaney? Is that where their profits are? Why are they interested in pledging allegiance to the woke agenda as opposed to pushing more Bud Light? Just be a company. Just make money. Or Disney. Disney. Uh, Disney's taking some shit. Hilariously, they fucked with the wrong guy in DeSantis. 
let me tell you, there have been governors out there before that you could fuck with, you could push around, but not people like DeSantis. Guys like DeSantis, they worked at Gitmo. They've been through it. They've shoved, they've worked on the legal paperwork so that someone could shove a feeding tube into someone's thing and they could process food through his nostril while doctors said that that wasn't going to actually hydrate or be good for a person's health. But they said, nope, we're feeding the guy. They actually shoved it up people's ass. They shoved it up their ass, which doesn't actually absorb food. And they went, yep, that's just us making sure that that guy is nutrition. That's what DeSantis was behind. You think you're going to fuck with that guy? And now hilariously, he's saying that he's going to take the land around Disney and he's going to turn it into a prison. And it's going to be one of like the, it's going to be a pedophile prison with constant, hey, there's one on the, (laughs) there's one on the loose. Hey, just, uh, well, you're going to hear one of those emergency broadcasts as you pull into Disney. Uh, Before traveling to Disney, please be aware that there are pedophile fugitives on the loose. They're dressed like everybody else at Disney. Enjoy your day. Support our state. Buy a Mickey house and don't forget to take a picture. All right. Anyways, I was talking to a friend over the weekend. Made a point. Made a very good point with the whole ESG things. The oil lobby has got to be one of the biggest, most profitable industries ever. I mean, we've we've fought wars to support, you know, these, these, these oil people. Not only have we fought wars to fight these oil people, our entire U.S. infrastructure... Of the fact that we're all driving cars around is because at some point in time, the government came around and they plopped down some roads. And so part of the cost of you getting in your car and driving somewhere as opposed to, I don't know, uh, taking a train, taking a plane, having a mule, buying a horse, maybe a bunch of Mexicans that you turn into a caterpillar. I don't know what your system would be for getting to work if they hadn't plopped down roads, but they did. The government plapped on roads. Think about all of the trillions of dollars of basically government funding that has gone into the oil industry and all the profits that currently exist in the oil industry. Why would the oil industry be this silent about this whole ESG score transitioning away thing? Now, it could be sometimes you lose a fight to another mob boss. A bigger, better mob boss comes around. And uh, he starts slicing away at your profits. I mean, for example, even the Koch brothers, how how much money do they spend on lobbying every single year? And I think that they're in nuclear and they haven't won the lobbying game in order to get us more nuclear technology, right? Like there's plenty of industries that I think could be more profitable and they don't always win the fight against government legislation. Coal, like uh, at some point in time, I'm sure coal was tremendously profitable and he still had legislation came around and limited the use of coal. But there is something odd that if you look at all the profits or maybe behind the scenes, the oil industries just know that they're winning. They just know that this whole thing's a racket or it's a pump and dump scheme. You got your Black Rocks and your others, and they're just trying to convince us that government's going to come in with legislation that's going to make all these green energy things profitable. And boom, they're going to get themselves right back into oil once they inflate that market. Anyways, the point I'm getting at is... uh, Got to do a little bit more digging into that situation. And Twitter's not the place to do it. Maybe we'll actually uh, schedule some uh, some more interviews. All right, we got we got other randoms. Other randoms coming at you. Uh, one, uh, if I tell you I don't want French fries, it means I don't want French fries. Maybe I like, I, I, what do I got to do to convey to waiters? I don't want no French fries. I don't want no cheese on my plate. Quit putting dairy and fried food into my stomach. I'm trying to get laid by women who are trying to leave their baby daddies. I only get to Albany once a year, 
And you've got fresh 22-year-olds who really hate their husbands and their lives, and, and you're going to try and plop my stomach full of French fries and dairy? What are we doing here, diner people? You got a piece of paper in front of you. Yeah, just, just write down the order. Is this this complicated? And if you guys think that you, that you... Listen, you can take a break for listening to the show 10 years and come back, and I promise you I'll probably still be yelling about ESG scores and waiters who are trying to give me dairy. Unless, you know, you guys listen to the show. Robsnewsroom at gmail.com. If you've got solutions to these problems, I'm I'm willing to hear you out here. Uh, here's my problem with French fries. You, you know, think I don't like French fries? Everyone likes French fries. But I'm no longer a fries guy. You know why I'm no longer a fries guy? Because in high school, I had acne. And I think at one point I just decided I'm done with chips. I'm done with fries. I'm done with these things. I'm done with the oily food. At one point I moved on to onion rings. Onion rings are pretty great. And then at one point I was just like, I'm done with fried foods. And here's the thing about being a compulsive person. Sometimes you actually win a battle with something and your taste for it changes. Like I've even had this with cake. I've even had where like you don't eat like sugar for a really long time. And then you actually try something with sugar and you're like, this is disgusting. Why would anyone want something this sweet? And then the next day you kind of want it. And then three days later, you're out there, where the fuck is a Pepsi? Who's got Pepsis? Right? That's the way it goes. And so sometimes you know that you're a crazy person. And what are you going to convey to a waiter? Hey, listen, I'm a crazy person. And I worked really hard in my life to no longer like French fries. And there's like 40 other things that I'm battling to not have to spend my entire day having cravings for so please, when I order this and I say I don't want the French fries, can you not put them here? And then they, they turn you into say, because you don't want to be a dick. You don't want to be like, all right, I know that I said I didn't want this and you brought it to me. Like, well, what are you supposed to do? Just dump it on the floor right in front of them, right? And so, anyways, like four meals, and because then, then you're going to try. At some point, they're just sitting there. You know, I end up pouring water on them. Sometimes I do that. All right, we got other things that uh, have jumped, jumped the shark. Uh, what else was on my list here? Dominion machines. Are you guys following that court case at all? It just seems to me like uh, it seems to me like censorship. You're not allowed to report on things that the president or the presidential's lawyers are saying. And how can Dominion possibly prove a loss? I just don't understand it. I don't understand how Dominion can possibly prove a loss. Does Dominion even bid against other companies to just have Nancy Pelosi be like, okay, we're going to give you guys all the money? Oh, I better be careful on this one. You don't even want to make jokes that, uh, you know, that they're the only company out there that can, you know, rig elections because they'll sue for billions. I mean, luckily, there aren't enough people like, but I'm just, I, I'm honestly asking what can possibly be the damages to a company that doesn't have to compete for business? Like, I understand if uh, you put out fake articles letting me know that Bill Gates's non-meat causes cancer people might no longer want to buy what might have cancer in it. They might go, oh, I've heard these stories that that fake hamburger beef that's made of worms, apparently you shouldn't be eating worms because, uh, you know, there was a system when God or nature created the planet where there's other things that eat the worms that then eat those things and then I eat those things. You know what's really good at processing worms and then turning it into food? I guess it's fish. I guess it's, uh, I don't know what other animals eat worms. Worms are gross. But the point I was trying to make was you're out here and you're going, those burgers might cause cancer, right? And so then Bill Gates sues the fuck out of you and he goes, why the fuck are you telling people that my burger's going to give them cancer? Nobody's eating my burgers. 
And then you go into court and you go, listen, no one's eating this guy's burgers because they taste like piss and diarrhea because they're worms. And yeah, you added fucking beets and uh, more chemicals to it than a hot dog. But somehow, because the base layer of this thing is worms, it still tastes like turtle dicks. <laughs> I don't know why turtle dicks. <laughs> but turtle dicks seem disgusting. I bet even if you're out there and you're one of these people eating turtle soup, you're not eating the turtle dicks. Turtle dicks got to be the wrong kind of chewy. I bet every once in a while you get a shell stuck in your tooth. You got to go to the dentist. He's like, you've been eating turtle dicks again? You're not supposed to eat the turtle dick. You're supposed to eat the head of the turtle. Anyways, drop more straws in the ocean. What was I trying to say? Right. So in this case, if you put out a story letting people know that the fake burger meat might be causing cancer, that might get in the way of the profits. But if you got a company that has no competitors, their only customer is the government, the government's not going to stop purchasing from them, what are the damages? All right. Well, I believe I'm back. Um, listen, if I, <laughs> if you want to be able to broadcast from your living rooms, be careful not to use the words uh, Bill Gates and cancer in the same sentence. Even if the sentence is, Bill Gates cures cancer, uh, Optimum will still flag your internet and pull you down. So uh, just uh, let you guys know, you know, I've been doing the show for a while, so sharing some tips with people. Um, and speaking of uh, Bill Gates and cancer and things that you can't talk about, why not get into everyone's next favorite topic after ESG scores? And uh, let's talk about pedophiles. Um, so a minute ago, I talked to you about the way that government propaganda works. They always got to pretend like we need them in our lives. Even if you leave a giant fucking crack a hole in the road that uh, people like Arnold Schwarzenegger come around pothole vigilantes creating dangerous situations out in California because the only people who are qualified to fill uh, fill in the holes in the ground is obviously government. All right. So this was a zero hedge article. Uh, I don't know what television program this was on, but just in terms of us understanding our rulers and the nonsense that they constantly throw at us. So here, here you got a show here and they, they put a bunch of kids at desks, real old school desks. I mean, real old school England, you're going to sit down and learn wooden desks. And they sit there and they do a show where I, they, they show them uh, naked people um, and uh, naked dudes. And then they get the kids to laugh at their wieners. <laughs> That's the show. And I don't know why they need to show uh, wieners to kids. And I don't know why they then put the reactions onto television. I guess there, uh, there, there must be a writer's strike out in, I believe this is Channel 4 in England. But by the way, I don't know the way TV works in England. Channel 4 might be like when you had direct TV and there was like 3,000 channels, but 2,980 of them were complete crap. Like sometimes you would ever, you ever get channel surf direct TV, like before you got to the music stations, and you're just like channel 1,007. So Channel 4 in England you know, might be channel, the equivalent of channel 1007. You know, Zero Hedge, it gives you the headlines, it gives you the information, doesn't always give you all the context. But none of that's important. What's important here is um, there is certainly a video where somebody who, as far as I know, hasn't been arrested, not only put 14 and 15-year-olds into chairs, they then put naked men in front of them, they then filmed the kids looking at the naked men 
They then didn't just get together and only show this to their friends. Uh, they actually kept the proof of this activity and then put it up on uh, television. So all of this, I mean, we can all just go, well, that's fucking crazy. I mean, not only first is you can't do that. You can't just take 14 and 15 year olds and then be like, hey, here's some naked dudes to look at. You know, I'm not saying like, let these kids go watch porn on their own time. What are you parading dicks in front of them for? But then if you did that, I would think that's the kind of thing you would do on Epstein's Island and you wouldn't tell us about. So not only did they do that, they're not trying to keep it secret. They're actually putting it on TV. But this is how confident these motherfuckers are. Here was their response when, when they were asking them about it, when, when the Internet was like, dude, I mean, you guys are really trying to normalize this pedophilia thing. I mean, not, not, not only do we find out about the Epsteins and the Clintons, but then you guys start tranny drag story time hour. You open up these clinics, tell kids that they can uh, make assertions about their gender, which what else then can kids consent to? And then you start parading dicks in front of them because every kid... You know what? If there was a class on dicks in high school, I might have paid attention on that one. All right, let's give this a, a read. This was the re the response. Broadcaster Channel 4 has vigorously defended the show and its intentions. Its chief content officer, Ian Katz, oh, a Jew, wrote in response to criticism, anyone who suggests that Channel 4's show Naked Education promotes pedophilia or is abusive of children almost certainly hasn't watched it. Well, I don't know. How do you explain this as not being abusive to children or isn't this the definition of it? You've got kids and you're having them sit in a room and reacting to naked dicks so that you could take the reaction shots and turn that into television. How else could you possibly define that? I mean, this is I, I, I don't even understand how anything could be any more straightforward. And you might go, oh, well, these kids are learning about sexuality. I don't know. Let them figure it out on their own. You don't have to put more pressure on them that they got to be figuring these things out. Like, so if you're a nerdy kid and you haven't seen no dicks, you don't you don't need your principal being like, hey, you should be familiar with this thing. You'll figure it out on your own time. You might as well be doing heroin class. All right, that's all I got to say on this. Although you got you got to admire the confidence. It's literally what we're saying is, no, we've seen it. Those are kids. That's an adult male with the penis. That doesn't add up to me. You go, well, clearly you haven't seen. I don't know. Maybe it's a maybe it's a maybe maybe he's right. Maybe you had to be there live to see those penises. And if you saw those penises in a live setting, you'd be like, this is inspiring. All right. Moving forward. Conservative plot text warnings on woke products. I kind of like this. You know, I don't know if you guys have ever noticed, but um, if you look at food items, you might see an OU on it or other markings which is there's a uh, pro private organization. It's called the Orthodox Union. And you got to pay them to show up to your factory because you can have chemicals that poison people, but the Jews still want to know that it's kosher. So like Oreos, go look at Oreos. I remember that was a big deal when I was a kid and all of a sudden Oreos became kosher and then we could eat the poison too. These rabbis, they got a whole list of poisonous chemicals that you can still consume, um, but as long as they're kosher poisonous chemicals. So anyways... There is, uh, like, protocol for this, because I experienced it in my lifetime, where if you're a uh, Jewish individual, you only eat kosher foods, you can buy a package of food, and you can look at it and see if it has a marking from this private institution that lets you know that it's something that you can consume. 
And so I kind of like this concept because it lets you know, you know, what is a product or service that hates you, hates your lifestyle, and is actively using its advertising dollars to censor your interests by only backing things such as government propaganda and making it seem like socialist agendas are more popular than they really are. What do I mean by that? It's like all of a sudden you're a kid and you're like, wow, all the money's in being an influencer. I should become an influencer. And you go, well, what's popular? And you go, oh, I guess becoming a lady's popular. And that's how you get the Bud Light money. Or if you're one of these ladies and you're like, man, I'm working this school job and I hate this school job. How do I make money? Oh, I got to go on OnlyFans. There's money that goes into uh, certain agendas to make them appear like they're more popular than they really are. I mean, the best example would be uh, all that propaganda that went into getting a COVID jab. Hey, remember, you're crazy. Only lunatics who listen to conspiracy shows that are broadcasted out of people's living rooms sponsored by YoKratom.com would possibly not get the COVID vaccine until you find out nobody's getting the thing. And then all of a sudden, when they started threatening people's jobs, compliance numbers went a little bit higher. But that's what they do, right? They, they, they constantly, they make you seem like you're crazy, like you're an outsider. The entire world supports something different than you do. And that's why I do somewhat like the idea of uh, letting me know what the woke products are. Let me know what companies are uh, just out for profits. Or, or we can go the other way. Your Yo Kratoms, your Sheaths, your Yo Deltas. Maybe they can get the FCB, which just stands for fucking cool brand. Supports cool shit. Anyways. So I like the I like the concept of this like the same way you can even like there were those uh, there were all those brands that boycotted Facebook a couple years ago. They're like, we're going to take a stand against hate. Uh, so, you know, we can start keeping a track record and just go and we're going to take a stand against buying your products. But then I also realized that um, sometimes when you're like because I travel and, uh, you know, I like snobby items and it seems like some of the snobby i'm really just talking about coffee you know you know there's good coffee for some reason when you see a black lives matter in the window you're like fuck that's gonna be the only spot for good coffee like i don't know why i have gay tastes or why it is that uh the the people that are super woke and like opening up stores seem to have the better coffee um or you know in the future you might have to go to a gay bar just to get a budweiser (laughs) Wouldn't that be a fun change of life is uh, you're secretly at the gay bar and then some guy's sitting here, you're like, man, I'm just here for the Budweiser. I just, I grew up drinking this stuff. It's the only place that I can get it. All right. We got more storylines here. Uh, a nine hour drive in Toyota's new electric SUV showed me how brutal EV road trips can be with the wrong car. So you got people that are starting to document how annoying these electric vehicles are, and they are annoying. And remember, it will. I mean, I was ranting about it last week that Biden's coming through new law. Everyone's got to have electric vehicles. And the way I see it is, uh, firstly, I hold out hope that these policies will fail. But I see what they're trying to do. I see the legislation that they're trying to bring to make us use inferior products. And granted, I have to do more research into why isn't the oil lobby doing more to combat these things. I agree. Uh, That that is a uh, giant hole in this, uh, hey, they want to control a story. But moving forward, here's the good news. Even if you don't have an electric vehicle, you'll have a good excuse of, uh, hey, the charger was slow. You could just not show up to anything. Any social obligation that you had planned, you can just plan ahead This is like the old, my dog ate my homework. It's going to be a staple. It's going to be around for a long time. Sorry, 
there was too long of a line at the charging station. The charger wasn't working. Um, I'm going to create a book. Who wants to fund this? Who wants to get me a Tesla? I'll do summer porch tour, going across tour in a Tesla. And then, you know, I'll just document all the things you can do at a charging station. Maybe it'll be like a coffee book. I'll do a coffee bake, a book of me wasting my entire life documenting how difficult it actually is to go cross country in an electric vehicle. Or maybe Tesla's got the most charging stations. So let's take another, let's take another car and we'll live document how long we can do it as a race. How about that? Someone else get a gas car. I'll get an electric vehicle and we can live stream the entire thing beginning to end and see who has a more pleasant journey cross country. Um, I keep coming across wild articles of squatters just going into a home, declaring it to be their home, and then they can't get evicted. And so, and here's the worst part, by the way, when you get to the point when you want to evict a tenant and you can't evict the tenant, they've got no reason not to trash your house. So now you're just stuck with someone who's in your most valuable asset. Uh, and not only can you not remove them from the property, but they seem to have legal immunity to destroy your property because there's nothing you can do about it. And is there a squatter lobby? Like, why is it that laws seem to favor squatters and renters uh, to this capacity that, you know, you cannot own a home, I guess, just enter it, declare it your own, and you aren't just instantly thrown onto the streets. All right, we got a couple more topics. Before we do, we're going to play a handful of videos. Let's plug our other sponsor, sheathunderwear.com. Use promo card RYM. You get yourself 20% off the most comfortable underwear that's ever graced the balls of men. My friends, it's summer season. Don't be walking around with swamp ass. Don't be walking around with sweaty balls. Sheath is the solution to your underwear problems. We've all been there. You got, you got fabrics. You've got mush. You got swamp ass. I'm telling you there's a better life. It's called sheathunderwear.com. Use promo code RYM to get yourself 20% off. Got moisture, cooling materials, separate your balls from your dick. It's a better lifestyle. Just go upgrade, support the sponsor that supports us. Sheathunderwear.com. Use promo code RYM. You get yourself 20% off. All right, here I have a video from Disney. Once again, uh, lacks context. I don't know what kind of signs might have existed here saying absolutely no people can go stand in that sacred spot in Disney. But... I'm back in that, you know, I've been talking about this GSG skiers a bunch, even in this episode, and then said the whole thing might just be a racket and a pump and dump scheme, or why is it that the oil industry is being quiet about it? But here, I've noticed this. I think if the ESG score things come tr come through, you know, I think it's going to be the new police force. It's whoever these queers are who work at Disney, because Disney's got some security. Disney's got creepy security. I wasn't old enough to remember this, and I might have even told this story on the podcast. My dad says that as a kid, we went to that Disney parade. And uh, the Disney parade, they make a big stink out of it. You get to see all the greatest Disney characters. And uh, my dad said he saw the creepiest thing he's ever seen in his entire life, which is uh, you have Winnie the Pooh, and he's out there, you know, doing his Winnie the Pooh thing. He's holding his honey. He's waving to all the fans, getting out there. And uh, the vehicle that's behind Winnie the Pooh... Uh, you know, didn't time his Winnie the Pooh space well enough. You know, he's because Winnie the Pooh is fat and slow, and the driver's watching Tigger, who's hopping all around, and he's in front. And so, anyways, driver creeps up on Winnie the Pooh, runs him over, runs over Winnie the Pooh, breaks both of his legs. But now Winnie the Pooh 
you know, he's out there and he still has the, the friendly face on. So even though he's like squealing in pain and his arms are flopping around, this just looks like this is a good time. Because Winnie the Pooh, he's got it like he might be inside of that mask going, oh, my God, the pain, the horror. But they're just playing the it's a Christmas town, da, 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 whatever fucking Disney song. You got the fireworks going. And so Winnie the Pooh, he has his legs broken like he owes money to the mob. And you would think that they would shut down the parade. You would go, oh, my God, the horror, the accident. We just broke Winnie the Pooh's legs. But that's not the way they do. Within 30 seconds, Disney security was there. They had Winnie the Pooh out of there, and they had a new Winnie the Pooh. They had another Winnie the Pooh ready to go. They don't care. You know how disposable Winnie the Poohs are? If you go to Disney World, they got 45 Winnie the Poohs just sitting there like they're ready to go out for war. They slap the helmet on the thing, shove the guy out into the parade. So anyways, Disney. Not only do they have cameras everywhere, an unbelievable uh, security force. Look at the sales tactics and incredible gayness of this guy who ruins a wedding proposal. Let's give it a watch and then more commentary. Yes, that's great, but over here she's gonna be even better. Ruins their moment and then goes, yes, over here is going to be even better. I mean, the slickness. I don't know the rules against, I guess, maybe that photo opportunity is only for VIP. The fact that that would have been over within 10 seconds and he couldn't just let them have their moment. He actually runs in. Hey, what does this guy work for, like, the fucking CIA or something? He's got the acrobat ballerina skills that he's able to stop on a dime. You ever run suicides in high school? It's not that easy to stop on a dime. Guy stops on a dime, grabs the jewelry, floats down the stairs in the most majestic... This guy must be... He probably spent years as, like, a backup dancer at Disney. I mean, that's the kind of fucking CIA protocol training that these creepy individuals get. That this guy, he just gracefully... So, firstly spots that this is going on, runs in, stops on a dime, grabs the item. Before the guy can even process what's happening, he's just gracefully down the stairs, stops, and then has the salesmanship to go, no, 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 this is, you're going to enjoy this more. Doesn't apologize, doesn't go, hey, I know I just ruined your moment, or hey, rules are rules. Nope, I did this for you. You're going to enjoy this moment even more if you do it from right here. Just wait. Just wait till the Institute ESG scores and the uh, Disney CIA force that's been back there practicing fucking ballet moves their entire careers are uh, the world's new police force. All right. What else? I got, I, you know, it's funny. As I was trashing that Twitter bro uh, jumped the shark, we got a bunch of Twitter videos to play. Now we've got DeSantis. Uh, he's given some speech and uh, you got some hecklers. We'll give this one a watch and then some commentary. 14, 16, 18, yeah, thank you. Um, you gotta have a little spice in the speech, right? I mean, you gotta have a little fun. So you get some women that run in and just yelling, uh, Jews against DeSantis, which, uh, in terms of like activism, you know, forget paying for campaign ads. Just getting people to show up to random events and yell is way more fun. Midgets against the governor. 
blacks against uh, Jim Jordan. You know what I mean? It's like you can just go anywhere and declare your entire group of people. It's funnier to declare an entire group of people that you aren't even a part of. Like if I were to just show up to these events and be like, blacks against Nancy Pelosi. All right. Got a couple more videos, and then we're going to call an episode. Oh, you got uh, Joe Manchin going out to uh, Ukraine uh, to because we need to support the most just war. I guess it's an omission. Yeah. Joe Manchin's like, listen, we fucked up with Vietnam. Uh, we probably uh, we fucked up with the Afghanistan. We put a lot of resources into that. I mean, we were trying to end terrorism, uh, and so we went to both Afghanistan and Iraq. Uh, to end terrorism. Uh, China, now, know, now though, is uh, just partnering with the Taliban. Talk about China just being like, yeah, we don't care anymore. They're like, listen, if you guys want to do your electric vehicle thing, you're going to need some supplies, and uh, those supplies exist in Afghanistan. So we'll go partner with the Afghanis so that you guys can continue to pretend uh, like your woke agenda doesn't come off of slavery, corruption, and pollution in our country. So listen, we understand that uh, you guys are now going green and you're going to need cars that only have materials that need to be uh, harvested from Afghanistan. And you just left that country because of the Taliban and then gave it back to the Taliban. But don't worry, we'll partner with those exact people and then sell you back your exact items at a premium. Is that what the CSG score thing really is? Just Biden's working for China, purposely driving up the price of oil so that China can buy it for cheaper, process it, and then send it back to us? And then go into countries that we won't go into because of our own environmental or other legislation. And then buying products and just marking it up. That's basically what China does. It's just like that. That's even what we do with these fucking uh, microchips, right? You can't make microchips here. That would pollute the environment. But just go make them over there and then we'll pay you a premium for them. But here you got Manchin going. It's the most just war. No one's ever had a more justified war. I mean, sure, all the money we put into Iraq, Afghanistan, those those were nothing compared to Ukraine, which is currently engaged in the most just war. Uh, now we've got a video of uh, um, Budweiser. They're trying to make a comeback. Uh, they decided that the Dylan Mulvaney Let me tell thing you a didn't story. work. So now they hired a horse to About show their beer. support for Stormy Daniels. Rooted um, in the heart that, of America. Found in a community where a handshake is a sure Just invest in Clydesdales. You know, they're not these new marketing. It's just going to be all inanimate objects. It'll be bunnies. It'll be dogs. It'll just be these deep American voices over imagery of these animals. Nothing says America like supporting a horse. You know, it's great. I mean, who just let a Clydesdale out? I bet that Clydesdale would end up ruining some businesses. Story. All right, I'm tiring myself out here. I think I got one more video. And then, uh... Oh! Fetterman! He made it back! Here he is. He's giving a shout-out to his homies. He's just letting people know that he's back. Dressed like a kid that has to go visit his dad at the office. You know that kid, mom drops him off, and he's got to just sit there for two hours. Um... So Fetterman's finally back. I guess he's over his depression. Still can't get pants on, though. He's over his depression. He's he's ready to go back to work as a senator, but he's still not good at getting pants on. But, like, other work. Don't worry. He'll be able to figure out the other work. Um, I don't understand. Like, how is this his entire wardrobe? Doesn't the big and, oh, my God, store offer anything else? Um, 
I can't wait for him to retire and then actually do the uh, Fetterman clothing line. You know, I'll, I'll, people start wearing this to interviews me like, yeah, I'm dressed for success. I feel like uh, maybe him and Adam Sandler could partner on the uh, the adult short store. Uh, all right, that's our episode. Thank you for hanging out with us. Thank you once again to our sponsors, YoKratom.com, home of the $60 kilo. Only place you're going to be able to get yourself an entire kilo of Kratom for just 60 bucks. And then... We also got sheathunderwear.com. Use promo card RYM and get yourself 20% off. This Wednesday, I'm at Cafe Bohemia. I got a great lineup of uh, comedians. And uh, some reports tour dates going to be released soon. That is our episode. Have a great day. Um, I take some comments. Yeah, we can take a couple comments. Isn't Budweiser owned by a company in South America or Europe now? I believe it is owned by a, a giant German beer conglomerate. Eric John Pete's artist. Everyone knows Winnie the Pooh is mixed up with the Russian mafia. Fair enough. All right. Mystified Oni. Oil Lobby knows they'll fail, so just want them to be pushed out too early so everyone ends up hating them before they'd actually be a good choice. All right. We'll take one more, and we'll call it a day. How about the random pickle they put on the plate, then your bun soaks up the pickle juice? I kind of like the pickle. I get where you're coming from. Where it's like, let me make my own decisions here about the food I ordered and not imposing your pickle or french fries onto my plate. Oh, which was why, and I missed the line, but maybe uh, when service is bad enough, uh, you just leave and you tell them, I respectfully protest the indignity you have imposed upon me today. And then you walk out. You know, whenever someone takes just too much time where it gets to the point where you feel like you're going to have to fight with them for service, you just respectfully protest the indignity. 